What is COVID-19? Coronavirus disease COVID-19 is an infectious disease caused by a newly discovered coronavirus. Most people infected with the COVID-19 virus will experience mild to moderate respiratory illness and recover without requiring special treatment. Older people and those with underlying medical problems like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, chronic respiratory disease, and cancer are more likely to develop serious illnesses. The best way to prevent and slow down the transmission is being well informed about the symptoms, the disease it causes, and how it spreads. The COVID-19 virus spreads primarily through droplets of salvia or discharge from the nose when an infected person coughs or sneezes. So it's important that you also practice respiratory etiquette, for example, by coughing into a flexed elbow. At this time, there are no specific vaccines or treatments for COVID-19. However, there are many ongoing clinical trials evaluating potential treatments. COVID-19 affects different people in different ways. Mostly, infected people will develop mild to moderate illness and recover without hospitalization. Most common symptoms are as follows. Fever, dry cough, tiredness. Less common symptoms are as follows. Aches and pains, sore throat, diarrhea, conjunctivities, headache, loss of taste or smell, a rash on skin, or discoloration of fingers or toes. Serious symptoms are as follows. Difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, chest pain or pressure, loss of speech or movement. What could you do to prevent getting infected and to slow down the transmission of COVID-19? Wash your hands regularly with soap and water or clean them with alcohol-based hand rub. Maintain at least one meter distance between you and people coughing or sneezing. Avoid touching your face, especially nose, mouth and eyes. Stay home if you feel unwell. Cover your mouth and nose when coughing or sneezing. Avoid smoking and other activities which will weaken your lungs. Practice physical distancing by avoiding unnecessary travel and staying away from large groups of people. Can you protect yourself and others from COVID-19? Maintain at least one meter, three feet distance between yourself and others. Why? When someone coughs, sneezes or speaks, they spray small liquid droplets from their nose or mouth, which may contain the virus. If you are too close, you can breathe in the droplets, including the COVID-19 virus, if the person has the disease. Avoid going to crowded places because you are more likely to come into close contact with someone that has COVID-19 and it is more difficult to maintain physical distance of one meter, which is really important. Avoid touching eyes, nose and mouth, mainly because hands touch many surfaces and can pick up viruses. Once contaminated, hands can transfer the virus to your eyes, nose or mouth. From there, the virus can enter your body and infect you. Make sure you and the people around you follow good respiratory hygiene. This means covering your mouth and nose with your bent elbow or tissue when you cough or sneeze. Then dispose of the used tissue immediately and wash your hands. 
Why? Droplets spread virus. By following good respiratory hygiene, you protect the people around you from viruses such as cold, flu, and COVID-19. Stay home and self-isolate even with minor symptoms such as cough, headache, mild fever until you recover. Have someone bring you supplies. If you need to leave your house, wear a mask to avoid infecting others to prevent spreading COVID-19 and other viruses. If you have a fever, cough, and difficulty breathing, seek medical attention, but you should call by telephone in advance if possible and follow the directions of your local health authority due to the fact that national and local authorities will have the most up-to-date information on the situation in your area. Calling in advance will allow your healthcare provider to quickly direct you to the right health facility. This will also protect you and help prevent spread of viruses and other infections. Regularly and thoroughly, wash your hands with soap and water for 20 seconds at least. Or use alcohol-based hand rubs to be able to kill the virus that may be on the surface of your hands. About using a mask. How to use a mask properly. Before putting on a mask, clean hands with alcohol-based hand rub or soap and water. Cover mouth and nose with mask and make sure there are no gaps between your face and the mask. Avoid touching the mask while using it. If you do, clean your hands with alcohol-based hand rub or soap and water. Replace the mask with a new one as soon as it is damp and do not reuse single-use masks. To remove the mask, remove it from behind. Do not touch the front of mask. Discard immediately in a closed bin. Clean hands with alcohol-based hand rub or soap and water. When to wear medical masks to protect against coronavirus. If you are healthy, you only need to wear a mask if you are taking care of a person with COVID-19. Wear a mask if you are coughing or sneezing. Masks are effective only when used in combination with frequent hand cleaning with alcohol-based hand rub or soap and water. If you wear a mask, then you must know how to use it and dispose of it properly. The establishment of our team began when the Earth Science Department teachers announced with an email which told us that a robotics team will be established, as well as a robotics club, to ensure the sustainability of the team. Then, we the selected ones gave positive feedback, but we weren't a real team yet. We were just a group of people composed of different individuals who thought that they didn't have much in common. Consequently, as a result of all of our efforts, which was made with the utmost dedication and enthusiasm, we became a successful interconnected team. We have had our success. In addition to these, in addition to these our emotional bonds and beautiful friendships that we have created in all activities we have held as a team, have also been effective in our success. Having a team captain who was previously in FRC, our team made the process easier. Our first regional experience was very exciting. Even though we attended marathon and encore off-season events, the excitement at the regionals was much higher. For months we worked so hard and after all it pays off. That is overwhelming. In summary, we had lots of fun at the regional events. As our first regional experience being the winner, Winning the highest Rookie Seed Award and Rookie All-Stars Award made Istanbul Regional event an unforgettable event for us. Our main goal was to be winner and win the Rookie All-Star Award in order to have the pleasure and honor to represent our country abroad. We are very glad and proud to achieve this. All in all, we had one of the best and the most amazing days of our lives. 
As a team that has four lady mentors, this is a great advantage. If we would describe the atmosphere of our team, we would say caring and gender equality are great advantages in the team that motivates us. In our society, robotics is seen as a men's business. But of course, we never think that way. When we were building up our team, we encouraged every person to join and made sure everyone had an equal opportunity to become an FRC member. I can easily say that quarantine hasn't been an obstacle for us whatsoever. Like always, we're coming up with new projects and ideas in our meetings, including our Give Opportunity project. We're also doing everything we can to put a smile on people's faces in these harsh days. Holding meetings every week, giving courses of SOLIDWORKS and Java to our team members as, and newcomers as well. Using social media to sustain our projects and relations. Giving live broadcasts and planning to do the same also with the professionals. When we prepared the budget, we made a separate page for each month that showed our monthly expenditure and income. We wrote how much we spent, why we spent that much, where we bought it from, and how long we would handle to use it. We, we applied this system to our income. We have categorized our sponsors such as who, how much, or what they gave. For example, our budget saw much action in February. We spent a lot of money for the Istanbul Regional Bosphorus Regional Tournament registrations and for a robot. But during this time, most of our sponsors either gave us money or itemetic certain costs. If our mechanical group friend wanted to do something, our friends, who checked our budget, would have to approve the purchase of the item. Thanks to this plan, we succeeded in controlling our budget regularly and safely. Yes, we have plans for sustainability for our team. First, we divided the plan into three parts. Sustainability for of human resources, sponsors, and projects. For example, we established an FRC club at our school as well as an FRC team for the sustainability of human resources. The robotics club is a nice place for entrants to know if they are suitable for FRC. The topic of sponsorship is a very important for the sustainability of a team. Teams need sponsors, but also a main sponsor for various needs of the team and the general sustainability of the team, another way of sustainability or projects. For example, we have made a science magazine named Viber Scientific involving all of our high school students. We're planning to proceed to publish this magazine that we first published in March. And we are also going to sustain the social responsibility projects we started at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the school year, we send an email to students and parents introducing our team and what we have done so far. An application form is attached to the email. After we receive the applications, we interview with the applicants and decide as a team to take in or not. Of course, at first we have a trial period. After this period, we decide. During the school year, students can also apply. First, we'll let them participate in our activities and see what they can do, see if they're willing or not. Then we decide for their participation in the FRC. We have a robotics club and the members of the club have the priority to take part in our team. If they have the will and are willing to put effort into FRC, again, the members of the team will come together and decide. First review, some important things about FRC. Who is Leon Kimmon? Leon Lawrence Kimmon, who was born in April 5, 1951, is an American engineer, inventor and businessman. He is known for his invention of the Segway, as well as founding the non-profit organization First with Woody Flowers. 
Lian Kimon is one of the most important role models for any individual who develops himself in the field of engineering. He has carried on many studies on this subject as a result of finding people with interest to discover themselves at an early age. As a result of introducing his own invention in a way that will attract everyone's attention, he managed to attract the attention of everyone older young. In addition to his invention, he founded the first foundation, which offered many young people the opportunity to develop themselves in both science and engineering and social fields. In short, he has provided an important path for our future, and he has been a pointer in every aspect of this path. Woody Flowers. Flowers was born in Jena, Louisiana on November 18, 1943, in 1919. Flowers began working with Dean Kimmon on first, a project to inspire a culture that celebrates science and technology. They created the first robotic competition in 1992. Flowers introduced Paris religious professionalism to first, an idea which has science Provided first literature and culture, Flowers served every year as national advisor to FIRST. He was active at FIRST once working as an MC and traded along with Cayman like heroes. Woody Flowers wheels himself more closely towards young people from the year of the first foundation founding. He has also become a hero in the eyes of everyone with his award. The Gradius Professionalism Award comes from the Kimmons Young People's Development in Engineering as well as the fact that Woody Flowers contests have a sweet competition and basically help each other. At the same time, the Woody Flowers Award, named after Woody Flowers, is included in the award ceremony, which is a major creation of Woody Flowers for mentors who prioritize them in the competition environment, where young people put themselves in the middle. We all still keep him in our hearts with the bitter face of losing Woody Flowers on October 12, 2019, which has brought both self-improvement and social development to his life in the competition settings. Just as the first foundation and its values have been pasted onto us, we will continue to pass them on to the next generation. Rest in peace. The Empty Shells The cyberbrain is an implant in the brain that connects the physical and the virtual world together in the manga and the live action movie Ghost in the Shell. Before diving into the movie, you need to understand the use and the meaning behind the cyberbrain, also known in real life as the neural lace. So the development of the neural lace started with the thought of advanced BSI, brain-computer interface. BSI acquires the brain signals, analyzes them, and then translates them into comments. The main objective of the BSI is to restore or replace the problems by neuromuscular disorders. Elon Musk saw the potential of BSI being used differently to start his company Neuralink. One of his ambitious projects is the neural lace. For example, it could allow you to talk to people in your network through thought, sending instructions or signaling for help. It could also transform data systems, allowing access to infinite databases of information without needing to actively look something up. It breaks down the idea of intervening to fit technology. We see that clearly as Motoko talks to HQ scans the database. The thing that separates Motoko and his peers is that she is the first artificial shell. Bodies are called shells for obvious reasons. That poses a human brain. Besides the technical aspects, the movie asks the questions as follows. 
If we lose our bodies, does it mean that we lose ourselves? How is the human soul connected to the brain? What is the bottom line of combining humanity with technology? Animal of the month Bald Wakari The bald wakari or bald-headed wakari is a small new world monkey characterized by a very short tail, bright crimson face, a bald head and a long coat. The bald wakari is restricted to warzy forests and other wooded habitats near water in the western Amazon of Brazil and Peru. In general, the bald wakari has a long, shaggy coat ranging from white in color to red and his head is bald. Bald wakaris weighs between 2.75 and 3.45 kilograms. Its scarlet red face is due to the lack of skin pigments and, and plentiful capillaries that run under its facial tissue. It is important that the wakari lives in the treetops because of the flooding of the forests and the water rising to great heights during the rainy seasons. During the dry season, it returns to the ground to look for seeds and other food material. The bald wakari can be found traveling up to 4.8 kilometers per day. The bright red facial skin is a sign of good health and it allows them to determine a health mate. The breeding season is between October and May. Its gestation period is approximately 6 months. The conservation status of this species changed from near threatened to vulnerable in the 2008 World Conservation Union Red List because the species has declined at least 30% over the past 30 years due to hunting and habitat loss. Although the conservation status has improved, actual population numbers are on a decreasing trend. Since it only lives in whitewater flooded forests, it's very susceptible to human impact. What happened in space? 30th year anniversary of Hubble Space Telescope. In 2020, the Hubble Space Telescope achieves its 30th year in orbit. Hubble's unique design, allowing it to be repaired and upgraded with advanced technology by astronauts, has made it one of NASA's longest living and most valuable observatories, beaming transformational astronomical images to Earth for decades. For the honor of his 30th birthday, NASA added a new feature to its website. When you enter your month and day of birth, it shows an image that Hubble took on your birthday, but from a random year. For example, here's mine from 1995, October 10th. This picture shows interacting galaxies ARP 148. ARP 148 is the aftermath of an encounter between two galaxies, resulting in a ring-shaped galaxy and elongated companion. So let's talk a little bit about Hubble. The Hubble Space Telescope is a space telescope that was launched in the low Earth orbit in April 24, 1990, and it remains in operation. It is named after astronomer Edwin Hubble. It has recorded some of the most detailed pictures of space, allowing a deeper look than we could see before. Even though it has helped resolving important problems in astronomy, it raised some new questions. For example, the calculation of age of the universe. An international team of scientists led by Dr. Wendy Friedman of Carnegie Observatories in California used the Hubble Space Telescope to look at several kinds of distant objects. Her team determined a Hubble constant value of 73, which means a 9 to 11.5 billion years old universe. But a second team of scientists that led by Dr. Alan Sandage 
also of Carnegie Observatories and using HST like Friedman. Look at this an exploding stars and found an Hubble constant value of 58, a universe that is 11.5 to 14.5 billion years old. In March 2019, observations from Hubble and European Space Agency's Gaia were combined to find out the mass and size of Milky Way. It weighs approximately 1.5 trillion solar units and has a radius of 129,000 light years. There are many more discoveries of HST, but as we all know, we can't fit them in just two pages. Hubble keeps on discovering new things and taking pictures in the orbit of the world, although the financial cost has been large. Its contributions to astronomy are priceless. Hubble has fundamentally changed our understanding of cosmos. Throughout the year, we will celebrate the many ways that Hubble has brought the universe home to Earth with special events in public spaces and on social media, new images, videos and documentaries, interactive features and more, said NASA. Be sure to follow them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to be updated on all news from NASA. You can also use hashtag Hubble30 to learn about NASA's Hubble anniversary activities. Scientists of the Month Leonard Euler Euler was born in Basel, Switzerland on April 15, 77. He is considered one of the most important and all-time leading mathematicians of the 18th century. As one of the most prolific mathematicians, his work exceeds 70 volumes. Euler has developed many new concepts proving many theorems that have long been accepted in different fields, from simple arithmetic to number theory and topology. During these studies, he was the creator of the modern mathematical terminology used today. Defining the concept of function and its spelling, some examples that can be given for the study are the definitions of sin, cause, and ten for trigonometric functions. Euler has so many fields of work that is often possible to come across as a reference in any subject. Euler has been the founder of many of the physical applications of the mathematics, which are the basis for basic analysis analysis graphic theory and currently civil mechanical electronical and neurospatial engineers and sadly he died as a result of brain hormones on september 18 1783 Yvette bahar the first turkish female scientist is the international academy of science the national academy of science founded by the u.s parliament the International Academy of Science is an institute that aims to provide public good advice in the field of science and technology. Professor Dr. Yvette Bahar, the founding chairman of the Department of Computer-Aided System Biology, University of Peter Petersburg, USA, is the first Turkish female sci scientist elected to this academy. Bahar, who has many academic studies in computational biology, Biology became the fifth Turkish scientist elected to the National Academy of Science.